This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 105 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss how social media has affected the horse business. Breed of the show is the frizzled chicken. In Critter Nutrition, we focus on overweight dogs. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, what kind of cat are you? Listen in. with Biostar. I'm Patty. <laughs> and I'm Coach Jen. And I'm, I'm hanging out here in the background. Welcome to the Healthy Critters Radio Show. What's up, ladies? Oh, you live in the dream. Living the dream. How about, how about you, Tigger? Aw, Tigger. Before we got started this evening, everybody, regular listeners know that Tigger and Patty both make the long trek to Wellington, Florida in the wintertime, which sounds like a great thing to do. Go to Wellington, compete all winter long, be around amazing <laughs> Olympic-level equestrians of all sorts, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a very high-stress place to be in the winter, is it not? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is. And one of the t- reasons that it's a high-stress thing for Tigger when she goes down is, people may not know this, but Tigger is a quadrille Yoda. Is what she is. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the right word. You are a quadrille Yoda. Jedi. That's yeah. what it is. You're a quadrille mm. Jedi master. And you mentioned before we got started this evening that you had to redo the jumping quadrille because you had to get a new group of riders in. I didn't know there was such a thing as a jumping quadrille. So let's start with A, what is a quadrille? And B, what is a jumping quadrille? Well, a quadrille technically is four riders, but it can be four, six, eight, ten, twelve, as long as there's an even number. And this competition on Friday night in Wellington raises money for breast cancer research. And it's sort of the big event of the dressage circuit in Wellington. And there are five teams competing. They're all Grand Prix horses. And there's six horses to a team. So that's 30 dressage Grand Prix horses, five different choreographers, different music. But you can't just have a big charity event of just five quadrilles. So I am responsible for the pre-entertainment. You're the warm-up act. (laughs) Yes. I also choreograph one of the Grand Prix quadrilles, but then I have the pre-entertainment. And I came up with the idea last year of combining jumping and a few basic dressage exercises in a dressage arena. So the jumper team is Miller Brook, Ian Miller's from Canada, his son and daughter, his daughter-in-law, and a young rider. And so we set up jumps outside the arena. And so they do, you know, some dressage figures and then they go jump around this one this meter 10 course then they come back into the dressage arena do another movement and then back out and jump the, that the jumps sounds so again. cool so it is cool 
It is cool. And this is all done to music and it's literally it's choreographed. So it's, it's akin yes. to a musical freestyle that Absolutely. maybe we'd be more familiar with. Now yes. th- this wouldn't happen to be live streamed at all. Would it? It is live streamed. Oh, where can we watch it? Isn't that great? You can watch it. If you go to challenge of the Americas Facebook page, they have posted the link oh, to the cool. live stream on Facebook. Got it. Challenge of the, I'm doing that right now. Challenge of the Americas winter carding series. No, that's not what I'm looking for. No. That's what I'm looking for. Challenging uh, the musical green. There it is. <laughs> I will put the link in the show notes on the off chance that they, they have it recorded and you can watch it later because usually they record this stuff in addition to doing the live stream and catch up on it because it sounds like so much fun. It, it is a blast. It is so much fun to watch all these horses and riders go together. But I'll tell you, watching the jumping quadrilla last year was awesome. It's pretty thrilling. It is. How did you How did you get started doing this kind of thing, Tigger? Um, I don't think you I had a, a trajectory. I, I I just think I was interested in the idea of you know more than one horse in the ring mm-hmm. and what you could do with that. Mm-hmm. So when they asked me to be a choreographer, this is a couple of years ago, I thought I, and I'd been to the challenge of the Americas, you know, I'd watched it for several years, but everybody was in Chad bellies and it was very dressagey and very precise. And I went, you know, this could really use some lightening up. Broaden the <laughs> so, appeal a little bit to somebody who might not be well, as big a horse person. Cause then after well, all the charity events, so I'm sure people buy tickets to help, you know, yes. right? But I think the dressage community also could use a little lightning. No. <laughs> so I created this quadrille to the Star Wars music, including the the Force Awakens, which at the time was the newest Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I dressed everybody as Star Wars characters. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> people were shocked. <laughs> I mean, shocked. And we ended up winning. Oh, how neato keen is that? Now, I'm just going to put this out there. If I am correct, and maybe she'll contact me and let me know if I'm not, Kaylee Kuoko, who is a jumping rider, she rides uh-huh. jumpers, oh, is a bit of a Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. So just for next year's quadrille, just I, maybe put I that on the back burner. Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I, I've retired it like, I, you know, we we did Pirates of the Caribbean last year and we won, and I you know I, I retired that. So. Is it one of those things that everybody goes, "Oh man, Tigger's gonna win again"? Is that what everybody says before it starts? <laughs> I don't know. No, if they do, I I don't I don't I don't hear that. I, I'm more worried about my competition who have you know they're very technical. So where I've got sort of a ragtag army of riders, they're you know very. Sp- precise and everything is done correctly and and i'm more ride to the music gotcha that's that's kind of my whole thing interpret really interpret the music with six horses there we go well that makes perfect sense and now i'm really excited to watch the live stream of that and once again i will put that in the production notes or the show notes for today's episode and hopefully you'll be able to tune in as well but coming up on today's show as well we've got other things that are thinking outside the box, and that's social media and the horse business. Because every business in every niche, everything is affected by 
the social media systems that we have in place these days. So what prompted you to make this our roundtable discussion today, Tigger? Because I'm sure there was something that made you go, hmm, this is a good topic. I had, Biostar had posted an article that I'd written and some people shared it. And really for the first time, I kind of got that horrible sensation of people like being rather strident and imperious. And I, I was so shocked that I thought, wow, I mean, I bet riders go through this. I mean, we know that there is one specific site, which will be unmentioned, that kind of goes out and attacks American riders, dressage riders in particular. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, I, I kind of stay neutral in social media, mm-hmm. just post pictures of my dogs, and I just kind of stay out of the fray. And I kind of got it. And I was like, whoa. So it made me think, you know, somebody posts a picture or a video of a sales horse and you are just open to, you know, criticism that. Unjustified, perhaps. uh, Yeah, it's just it's just the freedom to be judgmental. Yes. It's the freedom to jump to conclusions. Yes. And it's the freedom to be nasty about it. Yes. Not even polite. Yeah, I think that the anonymity that uh, online interactions uh, provide and that anonymity in that the person at the receiving end of your inappropriate comments is unlikely to be able to do anything about it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's re- being an introvert. I get this because I I feel more comfortable interacting on social media because it's not as close a relationship for me. So it's it's comfortable for me. But realize that hello, we have to have some decorum. But I can see how it's basically a type of bullying. Is what do you think that it that would be an accurate take on it? Uh, not in my case. I don't think it was bullying. I I just, I think that it's reflective of a kind of freedom to say whatever the hell you want to say and not ever really have a discussion because you can't on Facebook. Facebook isn't designed for a discussion. Not so not really. Much. No, it's, it's more, it's, it's designed to go, oh, look. My flowers bloomed or golly, I'm I'm dating a new person. Yeah, that's really what it was made for. It's social. (laughs) So, Patty, you are an equestrian professional. You train horses. You ride horses. You occasionally sell horses. Have you experienced persons interacting with you or your company on social media that it just made your head spin and say, where did that come from? To a certain extent, it has. I've been, I think, pretty fortunate that way. But I also, I think what makes social media hard for me is, you know, it's supposed to be social. And I'm not real big on, I, when I first came out, I, I approached it differently. I kind of like everybody else did. But then I really pulled back because I don't want people to know, you know, some stuff in my life. Because I think a lot of people, I, I found myself looking and viewing at other people's lives thinking they were going a certain way and then realizing they really weren't. So I, I thought, well, I certainly... I, I just have pulled back on a lot that I'll, I'll post, but 
as far as the business aspect of it, I, I realized that like, I just know that there's nothing that I would post personally in my business in, about myself because it would could very easily affect your business. Like if you think a certain way or you believe certain things and you put that out there a lot, that can actually deter from selling horses. So that's kind of how I have felt the pressure from the social media part of it. So, you know, the way I handle it is I just don't put that much out there. Occasionally I'll do, but I, I have witnessed so many, I just a, a, a couple weeks ago, I, I had been posting about something that I felt very strongly about and the thread that came through that. And there was a literal fight between two people. And actually one of the people contact messaged me on Facebook. I literally just put the, the thing up and then it threaded down through all these other people. And I was dumbfounded. It, it had nothing to do with me. It had, it had to do with the interaction between the two people and how they just kept going at it. And this one person just had this view of it. And it was baffling to me that people contacted me. Yes, I was the original one that posted. I, I reposted something. It wasn't like I yeah. made a post. It might, oh, so, and, you, so somebody who got involved with an altercate in an altercation that in my started friend. with your thread. Wait, how, dare, how dare you post that? It caused an argument. Well, I know, but it was so funny because it was just, I was, I obviously felt very strongly about this particular thing. And this other woman came in and said, yes, albeit that's a, a horrible thing that's happening, but you should be forgiving this person. Well, someone, they just got into it, blah, 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 went back and forth. And I had people messaging me on Aww. Facebook going, who is this person? Because, you know, I will tell you, there is a huge percentage of the people that I'm friends with that I don't, I've never met him. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, and they were like, you know, what do you think that this person, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So that's now, been, do that's you, been. do you keep separate Facebook pages for your business and personal? Yes. Yes, I do. So yeah. for for your business page, that makes sense that there are people on there that you interact with. You really, you mm -hmm. don't really know them yes. perhaps at all. Right. Um, Absolutely. So that's something that you have to be, it's almost as if, you have to be hyper PC on social media for your business just because people can take things, they take it wrong. Does that make sense? Because I, when you're absolutely. talking to somebody, you have a conversation, you have context. When you see a social media post, there may or may not be context. What do you think, Tigger? Do you think context has I think it's to that? the same problem with texting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, texting can be hard. I, 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 boy, the more, the more I've texted in my life, I mean, there's so many wonderful conveniences to texting. Cause I can, you know, I, I can, I can get back to going to be late. Can you feed the horses? It's wonderful yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. The, but, but it's also, it, it really, uh, I, yeah, it, I, it's, it's a problem, I think. So I, yeah, I've, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay far less dis disconnected. I mean, I, I, you know, my kids are older now, so I don't feel like as anxious about making sure that I'm always answering the phone or like, I, I just, you know, I think about how my mom did it, you know, she'd leave the house and never know if anybody called and there wasn't an answering machine when she got home. So, you know, I just like, we all made it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so I've tr I'm trying to get a little bit away from that kind of like Tigger wanting to get postcards, you know, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be a little postcard-esque. There you go, postcard us. So, well, if you have, have thoughts about social media, please send us a postcard. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love to read it on the air. 
of cheese how large a piece of cheese how large does it need to be i'm getting scared i'm all of a sudden scared <laughs> tigger tigger how much cheese you got <laughs> i got a pack of cream cheese do you think that would count i don't think nurse ratchet supplies are going to do it hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well. I, I i think we we, we need <gasps> to get the dog some cheese so we can get an answer to this yeah. One half pound of aged cheddar. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. okay. Okay, please. Okay. Well, you deliver the cheese and I'll deliver the answer. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, okay. Thanks, Hetty. Bye. <laughs> it's a relatively simple answer, and I'm sort of sad that you guys have not come up with it on your own. Well, maybe we have. I don't think so. Okay. Look at well, the I, current strategies employed by various nations around the world and let me know how that's working out for you. <laughs> the best way to battle the coronavirus, I'm giving you this for free, I can't believe it, is to okay. stay home, have your servant wash your paws, and eat nice, healthy snacks. Like? Cheese. <laughs> or, if you were inclined, ham. Or sausage mm. or eggs, not monkey, <laughs> not marmoset, mm. no wild animals, and not little dogs. So that's. And don't forget the Chinese food. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to get your takeout on. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. So, your, rec- your recommendation, let me see if I got this right, Hedwig. Your recommendation is to stay home. Eat, watch Netflix. Not watch Netflix. Eat. eat cheese and get Chinese takeout. Yeah. This is brilliant. This I is going to solve storm. more than just the coronavirus. I just, I just, I feel healthier just listening to yes. this. <laughs> you can get vegetables from the Chinese place. In, in, okay. That's right. You can get yeah. vegetables and you can get cheese. Not right. from the Chinese place. You're going to have to go to the grocery store for that. But but you can get your groceries delivered because we're not allowed to go out. So I think this is going to solve the world's problems, Hedwig. I think you're really onto something here. I think there's occasional a occasional supply runs are fine for bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there you go. Well, thank you, well, Hedwig. We appreciate we're it. We're going to pass that on to our listeners. Yeah. Hedwig's solution to the coronavirus outbreak. Yep. <laughs> Do avoid the medieval approach of the weird clove studded oranges stuffed into funny masks. It doesn't do any good. And you God. just look like a dope. <laughs> I'm halfway there. Thanks, well, Hedy. Hedwig. Thanks. Thanks, Hedy. Bye. And now it's time for the breed of the show. So we're at breed of the show, critter of the show section. 
and we are doing the frizzle chicken. So excited about this. So I was at a horse show two weekends ago and I saw a, a girl that I've known for a long time and she has gotten into chickens and so she started to tell me about this. And since I'm you know, buying a house, I'm very excited about possibly having chickens. And she was telling me about the frizzle. Well, I started looking up a frizzle and the frizzle, I'll tell you, may be my favorite one yet. So, so the interesting thing about the frizzle, so the frizzle is kind of what it sounds like. The plumage is very kind of wrinkly and frizzled and it's quite adorable if you look it up. Tigger, I don't know if you've ever had a frizzle or if you've seen one. No, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. So, so, and it's kind of interesting because it's, it's not a breed, it's actually a gene. So you can breed a frizzle chicken to other types and there's certain uh, breeds that are more prone to taking on the frizzle. <laughs> oh, that's never going to get old. Like a silky. And if you do a, 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 which is called a sizzle, and they're really cute because, you know, everybody knows what the silkies look like with their long, cute little plumage. So they end up calling them sizzles. But they, they cross well with a Cochin, I think I'm saying that right, or a Polish or a Plymouth Rock. And they're just they're, they're obviously really adorable. There's a bunch of different colors, the same types that you would find within the breed that you go, but like white, black, buff, silver, and silver gray. But the original purpose was for them to show, to be, you know, a show bird or chicken. And they've got wonderful attributes. They're apparently very, very friendly. They're, they're good. They're great chickens to have around, like in your backyard or, or to have a pet. They're fairly hardy. They are good foragers, right, Jennifer? But, Foraging is uh, important. It sure is. So because they were originally, you know, intended for showing, they're they're good layers. They're not great layers, but they're very broody, very attentive moms, but they do lay kind of smaller eggs. They're and they're they're a beautiful color, like a cream or a tinted color in the eggs. They so it's really cute. If you look this up, you can find this cute little video of little baby chicks that are about two weeks old, and you can see when you because obviously if you breed a frizzle to a frizzle rooster to another a silky hen, not all of them are going to come out as frizzles, um, which I did I did not realize that. But you can tell them about two weeks old. The end of their little wings just start to get this cute little crinkly frizzled look, and um, that's how you'll know that if that you'll end up with some frizzles to take home. If you ever get into the breeding part of this is really quite interesting. Um, you never breed a frizzle to a frizzle because then you get a frazzle <laughs> and you don't want a frazzle because they're extremely delicate. I guess their, their plumage can break off very easily and um, they're just delicate, but, but kind of last but not least, which is interesting. So everywhere I read, they said that, you know, here it is considered absolutely not a breed. It's part considered plumage. But in like Ireland and the UK and Italy, it's actually considered a breed. So that's kind of an interesting tidbit. Hmm. But but it sounds like I, I'm I'm so gonna get I'm so gonna get me a frizzle when I get when I can get everything up and going. But just great they're great backyard chickens to have. They're friendly. And they're cute as they could be, and they're decent egg layers. So there's something for people to consider. And they're so cool looking. You you can get you can get frizzles, in it, and they all look trot around looking like they stuck their little toe in an outlet. It's so cool. <laughs> I know, I know. I just get yeah. I can't. I I don't know. I just can't wait. I've only seen pictures. I cannot wait to see them in in person. Here we are at Critter Nutrition, 
And the topic we're going to deal with is overweight and obesity in dogs. The Association for Pet Obesity Prevention estimated in 2018 that in the United States, there are more than 100 million dogs and cats that are overweight or obese, which is up from 80 million five years ago. That translates to to 60% of cats and 56% of dogs. The problem with overweight and obesity in dogs is that it increases stress on the body, specifically on the joints, which can lead to arthritis. It can increase high blood pressure, diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease. Biostar has decided that we need to offer dog owners um, a way to help their dogs lose weight and maintain a healthy weight limit. And so we're introducing Optimum Canine Healthy Weight. It's a unique formula in that it has Chrominex 3. It's a proprietary blend of bioavailable chromium, Indian gooseberry, and shellagite. Chromium is is a trace mineral that is involved in carbohydrate, fat, and protein metabolism. This can help the body to maintain a lean body mass. Indian gooseberry helps increase the production of nitric oxide, the body's master circulatory molecule. Shilajit helps improve the action of the mitochondria of the cell, promoting healthy energy on a cellular level. Both shilajit and gooseberry are classified as rasayanas in Ayurvedic medicine meaning they are rejuvenating and revitalizing for the whole body. We added medicinal mushrooms for stress support. Rishi and Cordyceps medicinal mushrooms support the body's response to stress by acting on the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. They are known as adaptogens that support homeostasis in the body. Further, a study on the effects of cordyceps on diabetic rats suggested that cordyceps can be an important food to support animals with metabolic challenges. Biostar's medicinal mushrooms contain all parts of the mushrooms, the mycelium, spores, and fruiting bodies for full-spectrum benefits. Then we added nutrient support. Optimum Canine Healthy Weight contains additional nutrient-dense bioavailable ingredients, including organic kelp, which supports the thyroid by providing a bioavailable source of iodine, organic spirulina for its plant-chelated multi-mineral complex and full spectrum of amino acids, organic yeast flakes, which provide the B complex, including B12, plus magnesium and copper. Almond flour is one of the richest sources of vitamin E, and it provides both alpha and gamma tocopherols. A proprietary probiotic blend includes micro-encapsulated L. acidophilus, L. ruteri, L. salivarius for GI tract support. We included organic blueberry powder because it's loaded with antioxidants and it's a good source of vitamin K for bone health. Organic kale contains vitamins A, C, K, along with sulfur, which is a critical element required for the biological activation of enzymes, synthesizing specific antioxidants, proper insulin function, and is an important component in the body's production of glucosamine sulfate. We use coconut meal for protein and desiccated beef liver for the essential amino acids, including taurine and CoQ10 for healthy heart function. Optimum healthy weight is made especially for dogs that need to watch their waistlines. 
As an addition to your dog's meal, this formula helps maintain a healthy weight while ensuring your dog is getting the vitamins, minerals, and whole body support he needs from real bioavailable ingredients. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. It is time for the coffee clatch the most entertaining part of the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Although frizzle chickens were pretty entertaining. Tigger, yes, the, the coffee clutch today is what kind of cat or what breed of cat would you be? And I'm, I'm just a little bit surprised at this because you're not really a cat person. You're more of a dog person. How'd this happen? Well, I've had cats almost all my life. I'm just catless at the moment. And so I'm not really just a dog person. You're not just a dog <laughs> person. So you've had, have you had specific breeds of cat or are, have you had the domestic short hair? I've had one breed of cat, a Maine Coon, and then the rest yeah. were domestic short hair. Domestic short hairs. Okay. I had a Maine mm-hmm. Coon once. She was, yeah, pretty cool cat. Yeah. All right, I, so. I am I I am currently um, uh, looking at two rag dolls that run my life. <laughs> Just looking at me like, "Hey, what's going on? We need to eat." <laughs> yeah, we and they lay upside down. Yeah, they, or they'll they'll just come they'll come running into the room and right in front of you and just flop themselves. <laughs> Throw themselves on the floor. Like, oh, they do. I mean, they are rag dolls. They just literally go. Bloop. They're pretty cute. Now, do they throw themselves on the floor, turn upside down so you can see their belly, mm-hmm. so that you pull pet yes. it, that, so that they have a yes. reason to bite you? Uh, no, they generally don't bite you, for the most part. That was my main coon's most. favorite thing to do. Yeah, throw hey, himself on the floor hard enough so that you could hear her elbows go clunk on the floor. Oh, roll geez. upside down, and she'd stick her paws up in the air and go, oh, "Look at my belly!" And then you'd and rub the it, boom. and then she would chomp you. Oh, that's funny. Yes. I could wear my Maine Coon as a hat. (laughs) (laughs) He would stand on my shoulders and then drape himself over my head so that his paws were hanging down in front of my face. That's so cute. They have the best personalities. Preheated preheated hat. That's pretty cool. Preheated hat, yeah. (laughs) A purring hat. A vibrating hat. Oh, that's good. Oh, you could get a scalp massage. That would be good. Ooh. See, that's something your dog can't do for you. Well, that's true. That's true. So, Tigger, what kind of cat would you be? Oh, I'm definitely a barn cat. You're going to oh. be your domestic short, your your American domestic short hair? Th- I wasn't thinking of a breed so much as just the attitude of a barn cat. Uh, like, gotcha. Oh, yes. Me. You definitely have to be a barn cat. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to go hunting. I'm very serious about hunting. I like a few pets, but I'm not, you know, 
I don't want to snuggle with you. And I go my own way. See ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in I, and I'll sleep on top of the saddles when it's cold outside. Yep. 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 Or, or if you have a nice little nest for me in the blankets, that's good. But I am, I'm very, I think that barn cat is very independent and that definitely is my personality. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of agree with that one. How about you, Patty? Uh, do I agree with that? Absolutely. <laughs> I, always, I always thought Tigger was a barn cat. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of cat would you be? Okay, I'm just going with the whole theme here. Okay, I hope I say it right. A Selkirk Rex. Ooh, what's that? It's just a really, really cool, crinkly coated cat. I see a theme here. Crinkly coated Mm -hmm. cat. No, I when I was looking this up, it's it's. I guess they're um, there's Rex breeds with like the Devon Rex and the Comish Rex, which I mm-hmm. didn't know any of that. But anyway, it's just, it's really. They, they don't have a lot of hair. Which ones? The, the Rexes. Sel- oh, they don't? Okay. Well, I don't know that much about them. Well, they, but I just, the Selkirk absolutely has the cutest. It looks to me a lot like a frizzle because <laughs> it's really, it's just really just, I don't know. It, but anyway, it's like fluffy and it's cute and, um, I really went mainly because it's adorable. I thought you'd be a Siamese. Really? Mm-hmm. Why Siamese? Because they're loud. And they talk. <laughs> they talk a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That is a good. Yeah, a Rex could. A Rex could. You never know. <laughs> you, if you bred it with a Siamese, oh, wouldn't that be pretty? Oh, I can see why people get into this. That's so <laughs> funny. A Siamese, hmm. and they're so beautiful. Siamese. Yeah. I guess if I really was going, if I had to be a cat, I'd be, yeah, I'd be more of a rag doll, honestly. Just, I, I look at, cause like now my, my, my rag doll, I have a, a, just a, a gray one, which is, I've, there's a certain color that it's called, but then, uh, then I have one that looks like it's a seal point and she's the prettiest cat I've ever seen in my entire life. She also is absolutely positively full of herself. So I, you know, she thinks she runs the world. Not that I think I run the world, but anyway, Jennifer, what about you? <laughs> Enough about me. I was, I was going downhill there and no one was throwing me no, a line. No, no, no. I would be, I am the, I'm the, I would be the stray cat that lives behind the dumpster at the local <laughs> convenience mart. Wow. The one that you all you see feral. is the shadow you when they go, and they go and hide underneath of the dumpster. Mm. Very reclusive. And the dumpster gets moved. I have no food anymore. So you go out there and you give me cat food. And every day you come back and the, the little kit tin of cat food is empty, but you never see me. Okay. Most of, both of you guys have a lot of food motivated <laughs> cat sports. I'm just going to point that out. I didn't bring that up. I just want to say. I think the idea of being served mm. is just sounds like such a loving thing to do. You know, if you're a cat, you get served. Right. I mean, how awesome would that be? That's Oh, yes, I'll take my crunchies now, and then I'll have my canned food. Thank you. And a little milk on the side. Yes. Thank you very much. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. (laughs) Chop, chop. chop. (laughs) Please. Oh, that's funny. There we go. Well, if 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 you've put a little bit of thought into what kind of cat you would be, and if you haven't, you should... We would love to hear about that. You should contact us by either sending a postcard to 
Biostar US, 1 Cleveland Street, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. And if you promise to be kind and generous and open, you can also put it on the Facebook page for Healthy Critter Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 